whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So it is Kit and Cynthia today, and we wanted to do an advice episode, basically talking to our younger selves about what advice we would give to ourselves at different points in our life. And I think, you know, I've heard other podcasts do similar things, and I think the focus is always like mistakes I made that I wanted to correct. And for this episode, we really thought about not just the things that we made mistakes on or wanted to correct or could have done better, but also things that we think that we did well. And we want to talk about those as well. So I guess it's not necessarily just advice for our younger selves, but also just younger people or like points that we could give advice in somebody else's life as well. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we have the episode broken down into a few, you know, just big turning points in one's life. And we started with high school and then college your 20s, and when you have kids. Obviously, I can't give advice on when you have kids because I'm not there yet. But I have some advice for my high school self, college self, and my current self, I guess, in my 20s. So maybe we want to just get started yeah, on high school. Yeah, let's kick it off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought, thinking about my high school years – which are so formative. It's really like, I don't think you realize that those four years in your life are so formative for the rest of your life. And it's also crazy. Think about four years now in my twenties, it feels like it goes by pretty fast. You know, that's what I mean. Like I'm 23 and I feel like I'm definitely different from who I was when I was 19, but not that much different than I was like as a freshman versus a senior in high school. No, those are the crucial years, I think, even more than college. I think the things that I'm happy about is that I found my passion for art in high school. I had a great art teacher that really encouraged me to draw and paint and really express myself. And I think that's really great if you can find that early on. I was doing a lot of charitable work and I had a million jobs. So my work ethic was established. I think my first job, I was 14. And, you know, when they sit, when someone asks you, what's the worst job you've ever had? Mine were all in high school, like literally the worst jobs shampoo girl. I counted parking meters in my town. I was a cleaning lady with my friend, like the worst jobs ever. But I worked really hard because I had to 
pay for college and I knew I had to save for that. So I worked really hard. But then on the flip side, I kind of got all my craziness out in high school, like really was kind of crazy, got arrested, whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, like things like that. I kind of got that all out of my system before I went to college, which was, I think, definitely better. Um, The one thing maybe I would advise people to think about more than I did was studying. I was, (laughs) I literally don't remember doing homework at all. And I think, you know, that definitely was probably not the best thing to do. If I had a study buddy or, you know, like I think even at that age, like a really great place to just sit down and do homework, I think I would have been a much better student in college because I got to college and I was like, holy shit, this is really hard, you know? And I I don't know, I'm not sure how I got in or, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I got a great basic education that I think, you know, has served me well, but I wish I would have studied a little bit more. And also this may be a recurring theme in the next benchmarks, but I wish I didn't, spend so much time with a boyfriend in high school. Mm. Well, it's interesting that you say you're happy that you got your partying stage out kind of in high school, because I was pretty similar. Like I started experimenting with drugs and alcohol quite (laughs) young. And looking back, I am happy I did that because when I got to college, I saw so many kids who it was their first time having free access to alcohol. And it was like a bad classic rookie move. Yeah. Very (laughs) rookie move. And I had, I mean, we all have that rookie move. I feel like when you first start drinking, like I, I just had it in high school and looking back, like I, I would say, you know, try to have a social life and, go to parties if you can and that sort of thing because I met so many people and I feel like I that was kind of the basis of who I am in social settings now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are a lot of points where I'm like, there's no rush to party really hard or whatever in high school. Just do what you're comfortable with, I would say. Looking back, I am happy that I had like some of those experiences early but at the same time, it's like, we're not advising you guys to like <laughs> go and like start drinking, you know, freshman year of high school. Like if that's not for you, that's not for you. I want to talk about some of the things that I wrote down for high school. Number one, start the college process early, but do not let it make you crazy. My sister, Gigi, is going through this whole process now, you know, preparing for the ACT and looking at colleges, and she is so stressed. And I'm like, there's nothing that I can say that is going to make you feel any differently about this because the college process is so scary and so stressful. 
But if you can, in those moments when you're panicking, try to think big picture because in my experience, every person that I went to high school with, even if they didn't get into their top, like their number one college, they had an amazing college experience or even if they didn't, they transferred. So I think that everyone ends up where they're supposed to be. So don't let it stress you out too much. But I would say get started. If you're planning on going to college, get started on that process early. Start writing the drafts of, you know, your college essays and stuff in the summer before your senior year, before you have to submit them all because I started early, but I definitely could have started earlier with that. And it would have probably made me a lot less stressed. And internships are important. Yeah. Starting that as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, I also have do volunteer work, which is something you mentioned. And I think number one, it's like you will be a better person for it. But also at the same time, it looks good for college applications to have some sort of volunteer work experience or like charitable experience on your application. So definitely think about that. I also said freshman year is normally the easiest in terms of the classes you're taking. So get good grades your freshman year because it affects your GPA overall. And it's just an easy time to like get A's and B's and keep that GPA up because you're not focused on other things like applying to college or whatever when it might be hard to get good grades later in high school. Also something I said, don't be afraid of the upperclassmen because usually they couldn't care less about you and they are really scary. And they all, I always remember them looking like like grown-ups, they, right? Yes. They <laughs> looked so old to me at the time. And now if I see a senior in high school, I'm like, oh my God, that's a baby. But at the time they looked so grown up and they were the scariest people ever. But usually they really couldn't care less about you. So don't be scared of them. I also can't give the best advice because my high school, when I went it was so new that I was the second graduating class. So there were only sophomores when I got to high school. And even they were scary when I got there. One year older than me, like seemed like so much older. But try not to be too scared of them. They're they're not going to eat you. Do not skip class. I skipped class once in high school. <laughs> and I got in such big trouble for it. And I cannot... Like, I am such a rule follower. My dean had to bring me in and have this whole conversation with me. And basically what happened was I skipped class with, like, two of my best friends. And when my dean sat down with me, I couldn't take the shame of being in trouble. (laughs) So I ratted them out. I threw them both (laughs) under the bus immediately. And I was like, I didn't, I just went to the bathroom. I don't, I'm not involved in this scheme. I don't know anything about this, whatever. Fully threw them under the bus and 
my dean was like, I know you were with them and I still got in trouble for it. So do not skip class. Also something I learned, most of the time, everyone is friends by the end of senior year. There's always drama in high school, like always. And in some ways, I feel like that's what makes it interesting. Like there were so many times where I was you know, bored with my classes or whatever, just stressed about my grades. And I remember like part of the reason why I was excited to go to school was because of whatever drama (laughs) was going on that I wanted to hear about. So there's always going to be drama, but try to remember that by the end, most people, most of that stuff is kind of just forgiven, I would say, in my experience. So just try to be nice and not take anything too, too seriously because by the end, pretty much everyone's friends. Also, because I went to school at, I was in high school at the time that Instagram was really popping off. Do not post stupid photos on social media. They will come back to bite you in the butt Yeah. So I was just like trying to post every single time I was out with my friends and whatever. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that I did not need to post those on social media. So yeah, I definitely got in trouble a few times with my grandma for posting bikini photos. No need to do that. Okay. (laughs) Also, I wanted to quickly add your parents aren't always wrong. And I feel like there were times that you maybe gave me advice, actually specifically when it came to the social media stuff that I was not listening. And I was like, this is anti-feminist that they're not letting me post these photos of me, you know, in string string bikinis or whatever, underage. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, there were a few times I probably should have just listened to my parents. But yeah, so that's what I have for high school. Maybe we can move on to college. I'm, I mean, I just graduated college last year, so I feel like this is pretty fresh in my mind. But do you want to start out? Sure. I mean, I think the number one thing that, like, the mistake that I made was I picked a college because the weather was nice and it was known to be a party school. So I would say, which I only, I lasted there two years and then I transferred and ended up having a great college experience after that. But passion, not place, I think is the thing to think about when you're choosing colleges. Really, maybe it's not going to be the most popular, cool school, but you have a passion for something and you know that there's a smaller school or a school that maybe isn't as like well-known or something, that's probably the better choice. But again, like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do that right from the beginning, you know, be able to pivot and realize maybe you made a mistake and figure out a way out of it. I mean, Arizona State versus the Art Institute of Chicago, it's a pretty big pivot. I was like, when are the football games, you know, like definitely (laughs) totally different vibe, but passion, not place. And if you choose the wrong place, then 
get out, get out as fast as you can. I feel like you had that same experience. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had the same experience because USC is comparable to Arizona State. And I left there after two years. So I think we were on the same page with that. Yeah. And then I think, again, like, I feel like there's a lot of threads throughout this whole thing. I think this goes kind of bleeds into your 20s, too, that internships versus winging it or, you know, when you get out of college, but even in college, to have as many experiences as possible. I never did an internship. And I feel like it was the dumbest thing ever. And just because you're out of college doesn't mean you stop learning. And, you know, just thinking about learning all the time, I, and rather, rather than just like get through college and then everything's going to be unicorns and rainbows. It's like, no, start in college and start doing internships in the summers and try to find exactly what you want to do when, when you get out, it should start when you're in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish I would have done some internships. Yeah. Well, you were working. Yeah. As a bartender though, not as anything that was like valuable life experience. Although I am pretty good at socializing because of that. Yeah. No, I think bartending (laughs) is a valid job. (laughs) The only real job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, number one, what I was just looking up is Charlotte's little brother goes to ASU. And I remember when he was going there, he was like, I'm pretty sure ASU has the highest STD rate in all of the colleges. And I was like, oh my God, sounds about right. So I definitely relate to the like big school, name brand school versus city school thing. With USC and NYU, they're both great schools, but I'm happy that I had the experience of both, honestly. And then also, I would say in terms of trying to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life in college, I feel like that's the main pressure. Like in high school, I feel like the main pressure is always, oh, what college are you getting into? Then when you get to college, it's like, okay, now it's time for you to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And I'm here to tell you, I still don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life and I'm done with college. So, and I think that's okay. And I think a lot of people can relate to that probably. So definitely experiment, do internships if you can, continue the volunteer work that we talked about in high school, but you might go through everything and, you know, complete college and still be like, whoa, I'm, I'm still a little bit lost. So, but don't you think that's, I always think that's a little bit better to have, or just like embrace that fear Mm -hmm. because I, well, maybe this is just me personally. Like I would not want to know exactly what my life was going to be life. Like, you know, years and years and years. You know, I like that little bit of being scared and thinking, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to try. And then, okay, if this doesn't work, then what am I going to do? You know, and just having that 
being able to be flexible like that and not feeling like that pressure of, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have to find my mm-hmm. thing and then dig in and do it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've thought about this so much because I feel like I am a person that I really like decisive things. Like I just like when things are black and white and like really just clear to me. And so I feel like I've always had anxiety for my entire life. I remember sitting down with my best friend from high school who is very similar to me in this way. And we would like draw out maps of what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives, like every few years so that it could be like written in stone and so that we didn't have the anxiety of the unknown because I think that's what it like comes down to is if you don't have that clear plan, then it's like, well, you know, the worst could happen. But maybe that's good advice. But also maybe the best could happen too. Yeah. You know, and it's not so like, it's not so written out as just super clear. And also, even if you do have a plan for life, I'm pretty sure most of the time it gets changed along the way anyway. If it helps your anxiety to write it out, your plan A, Mm -hmm. and, you know, go for it and then do it again and again and again, I think that's, that's good advice. Yeah. So I have some things I wrote down for college. Number one, I said get involved in clubs and organizations at school. And go when to a I, football game. Yeah, go to a football game. <laughs> you didn't. You never went. I never USC. went to a football game at USC, and I definitely regret it. And I was in a sorority for a week at USC, but <laughs> I am really, really happy I did that because I just like got to. See be involved and get to see like what Greek life was like at a big school like that. So I'm really happy that I did that. And I wish I would have continued to be involved in clubs or organizations when I got to NYU, because I feel like when I transferred, I was like, okay, well now I'm in my city. So I'm just going to take classes at NYU and like not really be an NYU student, if that makes sense. I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to live my life in New York and go to my classes, go home and like not really take advantage of the extracurriculars. And I wish I would have a little bit because I feel like there's, there's, so many like cool clubs and organizations at most colleges that, you know, those people then become like a great network for you after college. So try to do that. Don't stress about a plan because I mean, in my experience, when I was at USC, I was at the film school for two years and I'm not doing film now. Well, in a funny way, I kind of am, but just on an iPhone. But I thought that I wanted to work in Hollywood when I went to college. And, you know, I was so stressed about this plan. And then it just didn't end up being my thing. And so I say don't stress about a plan, not in the sense that you should just like 
willy-nilly like choose classes or whatever. But I'm just saying like be able take take some classes that you don't think you're necessarily going to like. Because when I got to NYU, Gallatin, the school that I went to at NYU, the whole point of the school is that you're taking classes that are very out of the box. And so I had to take a lot of classes for like I was required to take a lot of classes like that what kind of class I probably wouldn't have taken. Like- I took one on humanitarianism and I learned so much about like how charities work and how nonprofits work and how a lot of it is kind of there's like a dark side of it definitely so that was just an interesting class that I would not have taken otherwise unless I was forced to but I wish throughout college I would have been trying to expand my my roster of classes a little bit and not get too pigeonholed because when I was at USC I was like basically only taking film classes and then realized oh this isn't for me so don't stress too much and try to diversify your classes also I would say that I know people always say this and maybe it's too soon for you but now me being out of college for so long it really is like a a gift Mm -hmm. to be able to learn and take classes Mm -hmm. and I think I mean, it's a gift to go to college at all. Exactly. I think you don't realize that at the time, but it's, I, you know, I wish I could still take classes. I wish I could still be learning those kind of, you know, things that are like outside of my ken now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Express gratitude because you're at college, so you're very lucky to be there. And then another thing I wrote down, more practical, use student gift discounts everywhere because most places, even like Adobe and like all of these programs offer student discounts and get on those because it's so like awesome that so many of these companies do that and you should take Apple. Yes, exactly. All your technology is student rates. Yeah, definitely use use all take advantage of that. I also said try to create a plan before you get to school regarding your health and fitness because in high school like we might be playing sports in high school or whatever and then when you get to college it's like you're studying, you're partying a lot more probably. And so it's good to have like a plan in terms of health and fitness just because like, especially for me, it affects my mental health so much. And when you're partying a lot and also studying a lot and just sitting a lot, it's like, it's good to have a balance and be taking care of yourself. So try to create a plan before you get to school about that. Also get to know your professors. I had the luxury of getting a lot closer to a lot of my professors later in college because I was in smaller classes and it completely changes your experience of the class when you are a person and not just a number in a huge lecture class. 
So try to get to know your professors. Even if you can get to know your professors in those bigger classes, it just makes the whole thing way more enjoyable for you. And you'll probably get a better grade because you'll be able to ask your professor questions and have like more of a one-on-one relationship with them. Also try not to study in your room. I did this a lot in college and I wish that I would have gone to like the library or whatever because I feel like then you are just, you have a study buddy most of the time and it makes studying a lot better. Also, you're not like working in the same room that you're sleeping, which a lot of people say is bad because it affects your sleep and everything. Also, last one, stick with your language class from high school. If you took a language in high school, try to take it in college. I took Mandarin throughout high school, and then I took it for, I think, a year and a half in college, and I wish I would have continued with it. I feel pretty lame that I'm a monolingual human, and I wish that I would have stuck with my language throughout college. So if you have the opportunity to do that, definitely do. Because it goes away real fast. It goes away real fast, especially when we're talking about Mandarin. So yeah, definitely stick with that. Okay, should we move on to 20s? 20s? Yeah, so this this one, I, you know, riffing off of your networking in college, I think it's really important to start your contact list Mm -hmm. and really build that and have it all organized and categorized. And I wish I would have been way more diligent about that because, you know, having resources for things, whether it's mentors and people you can ask advice for, like just really getting organized about your, your contacts. Mm-hmm. What did they used to call it? A Rolodex? Oh yeah. A Rolodex, Rolodex was like yeah. a physical contacts list. Yeah. Alphabetical. Yeah. It was like the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. <laughs> I think building your network is so good, especially because in your early 20s, you're probably thinking about like what your first big kid job is going to be. And it's good to have that network to tap into. Well, and also keeping track of what your friends are all doing because they may be entering a job that you have an interest in and really just like spend time talking to them about their experience and and all the different facets of it. I think you can learn about professionalism and what it's like to have a job and have a boss and, ha- you know, like all those things I think are sort of like, I think I see it a lot with younger people in the company, like there's no boundaries, you know, and you you know you kind of have to learn what professionalism is all about mm-hmm. and doesn't mean you will learn it on the job although you probably will but even learning from your friends what's it like for them at work you know what's the hierarchy what's you know how the you company know. culture yeah company yeah. culture and then 
just going back to the idea that you never stop learning when you're in a job, especially your first job, just try to learn everything. Try to learn everything about the company. What else can I do? How else can I, you know, like have a very expansive idea of your role in the company rather than just like head in the sand, linear, forge ahead in what your responsibilities are. Yes. But also, how do I fit into every other part of the company? And what's the big picture? You know, really just thinking, what's the big picture? What are the company goals? How can I, you know, like be more assertive about ideas I have and how do I present those? And, you know, what's too much? What's too little? And those kinds of things. Because I think people really have, sometimes there's like an attitude about like, well, that's not my job. You should never, that's the worst. That's like professional suicide, I think. And just being able to be, uh, let me just, I'll just end there. I don't want to sound too preachy. I don't really understand that. What? What you just said about what you were just talking about. About, what did I just say? About saying, that's not my job? Yeah. Well, I just think, I think a lot of, sometimes you get hired for something and it depends, it, it happens in big companies, small companies, where maybe you're asked to do something. Instead of thinking about that as like an imposition or that you're being asked to do something that's not your job, Think about it as an opportunity to learn, to interact with new people, to grow within your role, maybe experience some other nuance of the company and the culture, and it should be an opportunity, Mm -hmm. not a burden. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's like a lot of, you know, younger first job people that think, well, this is what I was hired for. So this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, you know, you want to stick to your, what your responsibilities are and not slack on those responsibilities. But the more you put into something, the more you'll get out of it. Mm -hmm. And that starts with internships. It starts with your first job and it never really ends. Mm-hmm. The more you put into something, the more you'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. I have some advice for your 20s as well, even though I'm just dipping my toe in. I said, as long as you're making enough money to support yourself, take risks with your career. I have one of my friends is working working at a marketing firm right now, and she just decided that she wants to work in tech sales. Completely different thing, except she knows how to sell things. And at her marketing job, she's selling things. And at this new job, she's selling things too. It's just two very different things. One is maybe, you know, Victoria's Secret or like another fashion brand. And then on the other hand, it's like some tech thing 
software thing that I don't even understand, but she's super passionate about. So, you know, maybe she'll work in tech now for the rest of her life. You don't know, but I think she is taking a risk that could, that's just going to allow her to experience a whole new field and will hopefully like help her find what her forever career is. So yeah, take risks if you can, obviously pending your finances. Start building your credit if you haven't yet and think about investing. Diversify your friend group. I think a lot of times people like leave college and they kind of just stay with their same friends from college and your 20s are a time to reach out to new people, especially a lot of people move to cities in their 20s or move out of their hometown. And this is a time to make new friends and diversify your friend group. Don't stress about relationships. I fall into this a lot. And then I remind myself that I'm 22, about to be 23. And there's no need to stress too much about relationships. In actuality, date around is my advice because you need to test drive a million cars before you choose one that you want to drive off the lot with. So date around. Travel as much as possible. Again, pending finances, but travel if you can. And also try to live somewhere that you're not super comfortable with. I have not yet done this in my 20s. And honestly, I don't know if I will actually live somewhere else long term, but I feel like I've done a really good job. And it's also part of my job to travel a lot. And I've seen a lot of different places and spent time in different cities around the US. And I feel like I've gotten you know, a good taste of other cities and other cultures. So I'm really lucky for that. And I think traveling in your 20s is so important because realistically, there's not that much holding you to a certain place. Not like probably you have a family or like too many serious responsibilities to not be able to travel. That would hold you back from traveling. Also, post-grad blues are normal. Not that many people talk about this, but after graduating college, like for me, I definitely had a period where I was like, whoa, what is my purpose in life? And it like got me really stressed and kind of made me sad. So it's normal to feel like that after college and you're definitely not alone in that. And lastly, don't lose your hobbies. When we all first you know, get our first jobs. I think it's super normal to want to just like commit to that. And also you're trying to make new friends and have a social life in your twenties. That's different from your college social life when everyone was living together and going to the same bars and whatever. And now you're in this new phase where you're like, there's a lot to focus on work and social life. And I think sometimes hobbies fall to the wayside and try to keep up with them as much as possible because that's what makes you interesting. Like I was just at a dinner the other night and my friend's boyfriend was talking about how he is part of a 
dart playing club and they go to different bars weekly and compete against other dart teams. And I was like, that's so interesting. And then you learn, like, you know, you meet so many different people and you're just a more multifaceted person. So don't let those hobbies go away and maybe pick up a new one if you're slacking in that department. I want to join one of those tag teams. Like it's professional tag, like, like that tag, sounds like so fun. Tag, you're it. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's actually, I saw it on ESPN and I was like, that looks so much fun. Yeah. I just wanted to say a little bit more about the financial part of your 20s because mm-hmm. I think that should be, I think we should do a whole episode about finances mm-hmm. and starting to think about really paying attention to your finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I had absolutely zero money, like living on popcorn, really like not being able to go out, no no money at all. And then, you know, that's sort of, you know, you you kind of like develop that that mentality that you don't have any money, so then you don't need to figure out how to save your money, and you don't need to think about your credit scores and, you know, things like health insurance and all that. So, like, all those kind of really icky kind of things that grown-ups have to do, it is the time to start is in your 20s. Oh, there's so many icky things that adults <laughs> have to do. I literally just had to do an eye exam for my driver's license. And I just was like, I got the letter in the mail that was like, you have to submit this eye exam. And I was just like, this is just part of being an adult. That's just like one of those like little extra things that you forget that you have to do or like jury duty. You were saying, I it's guess, just like, yeah, guess what? I have jury duty on Monday. Oh, <sighs> it's just, yeah, it's not always fun, but there's also a lot of great things that come with independence. But I will say my last thing on my 20s, and I feel like honestly, we could do a whole episode on this, but don't feel pressure to move out because yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, okay, obviously there's extenuating circumstances when it comes to like if your family will have you and all of that stuff. And I think there's also benefits to moving out, but don't feel pressure to move out just because everyone else is. Because for me, I'm saving a lot of money living at home and I love living at home. So don't feel pressure in that department because there's no rush, especially when it's like especially when you're living in a big city like New York and rent is super expensive. Yeah. There's no pressure on that front, but do you want to move on to kids? Yeah. I will talk a little bit about kids, post kids. I think the things that I feel like were great that I did early on when you guys were kids is every time I traveled, I traveled with you. And I remember you had a tiny little passport when you were six months old. Actually, I'm just kidding. It was the same size as an adult passport, but I felt like it should have been tiny. But yeah, always travel. I think that's the greatest way to learn if if you can travel. And just the idea of mobility and 
get, you know, being on the go and kind of having to wing it a lot of the time and maybe it's uncomfortable and I don't let you guys check luggage or fly first class. (laughs) No, but we always just like picked up and went. And I feel like that's a great lesson early on in life. It's also the greatest gift you've ever given me. Oh, thank you. And then encouraging self-expression because you guys are both totally different human beings. And I feel like I would never promote something. I'm just here to help you and be your guide and keep you safe Mm -hmm. and encourage you to do the things that you love or wear the crazy outfits when you were little Mm -hmm. or still. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You never stop. I don't think you ever stifled like our creative visions. And especially when it comes to clothes, I I feel like a lot of people ask me like, oh, did your mom dress you in the most blah, blah, blah outfits growing up? Because obviously what you do and you net like Obviously, the clothes in our closet was stuff that you got us, but at the same time, like fancy, it wasn't fancy. And also, it's not like you were dressing us. Like, we, my sister wore a Barbie life jacket to her first day of school, and it was backwards, like a vest. Yeah, it was like (laughs) it was, it's honestly kind of trendy. You remember when everyone was wearing those like vests, those like cargo vest things? I remember like, especially Coachella, so many, that was like the biggest trend, but Gigi was on it early and I wore a birthday crown for a year straight because I liked the compliments people gave me and they would give me free treats at like all the restaurants in New York and stuff. So yeah, you never, you were like super open with what we wore, but that, that's just an example of like you being very supportive of our artistic visions. And then trying to set priorities in life early on so that, you know, I think I spoiled you with love and affection and cooking and caring, but I didn't spoil you guys with things. And so I, I think you still have an appreciation for hard work and that hard work gets you what you want in life. And it's really important to always, you know, to know that things don't just appear. Mm-hmm. I sound like mommy dearest now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah, think it's just know. like balancing that, you know. And then things that I, you know, it goes by so fast. Oh my God, I saw a little, I saw a woman pushing a little girl in a stroller today. And the little girl was about three and she had little tights on and little black Mary Janes. And it's like, I remember so well putting those little shoes on your tiny little feet and like pulling up the tights over your little diaper diapers and everything. Like, it's just like, it goes by so fast that I wish I would have been better at taking more photos. I mean, it was a little pre iPhone for a lot of your childhood. So I wish I would have been better at documenting things, even 
keeping records and writing things down. I wrote, I did write some things, but you know, now I'm still, I still have that thing where I'm like, wait, who said, if you know me, give a chance. Mm -hmm. And then was that you kid or was that Gigi? Like, it's hard to remember. And I kind of wish I would have been better at documenting Mm -hmm. a lot of those early years and those charming little things like when you found your diary Mm -hmm. and because you were always who you are now. (laughs) And it's just fun to look back. I should have done it for you. I should have done it for Gigi because I mean, I did, but not, I feel like not enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a balance though. You don't want to be one of those like annoying Instagram moms who thinks that like everyone cares about their kid more than, like as much as they do. But at the same time, I do wish I had more records. Luckily, my dad is kind of, he's a little bit obsessive (laughs) and he has a very extensive photo library of me. So (laughs) I have those. I can bank on that. I have one good thing that I would say that I think you did really well that like I'm giving... The advice to my—I'm giving props to you, and I'm like giving the advice to myself and to everyone listening. Have your own life. Make sure to continue to have your own life when you have kids. I really appreciated the fact that you were so hardworking and that you, you know, were still going out with your friends and still had a social life and an interesting network and that is something that I know that I will do when I have kids. Like I will make sure that I have my own life still. I saw um, Valeria, I forget how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Pavetsky. And she did an article with her husband that was like Valeria Lipovetsky. If you guys know who I'm talking about, she has like over a million Instagram followers. And she did an article with her husband that was like, we are prioritizing our relationship over our kids in some ways. And, you know, it was like a clickbaity article. Obviously, they're not like disregarding their kids and just like going out every night. But I think it made me think about how important it is to have a social life and have interests outside of just your kids. I think it's a good thing to look up to. And I really appreciated that you did that. And then when you have that, I think that when you do spend that quality time with your kids, it's like, it means so much more, you know? Yeah. I definitely cherished all or still cherish all the time that I have with you guys. Cause now you don't want to be with me all the time <laughs> either. But so it's, it is really special and just cherish that. Mm-hmm. I also think the cool thing about when you have kids, you really get to kind of be a kid too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a great, that's great advice to have fun and be playful and, you know, we played cops and robbers in Greenwich Park for yeah. <laughs> hours on end and um, all kinds of sports and, you know, fun stuff that I think, you know, it's it's great to, I always say, 
you guys were good cover for when I really wanted to skip down the street. But Mm -hmm. as a solo woman, it looks a little crazy. But if you're with your kids, you can skip, you Mm -hmm. can go on the swings, you can, you know, kind of do all that stuff. So it's fun. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for today. I'm so happy we did this episode. I hope you guys gained some advice. I know our listeners are mostly around my age, so I feel like maybe some of the college advice and then definitely the 20s and the when you have kids advice is pretty applicable to all of us. But also the high school advice was just funny for me to think about because I was like, putting myself back into my shoes in high school. And one question that my sister asked me the other day was, what do you think you were known for in high school? And I just think it's the funniest question. So please let me know what you guys (laughs) think you were known for in high school. Like what would your superlative be? because I think it's just a funny thought. But anyway, I hope you guys gain some advice from this episode and we love you so much and we'll see you next week. Let us know your thoughts on Instagram as always. Hope you guys love this episode and thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 